This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. All right, let me stop playing. So you better respect the bird. Because they're only one game back of the wild card. The seventh and final wild card spot. And are you kidding? The team that got the wild card spot is the Panthers, who have lost three or four. Not only have they lost three or four, but one of those losses was to the Eagles. That's who's in front of us? That's who we got to worry about? Are you kidding me? Talk. I think the Falcons are three and five themselves, or maybe three and four. Come on, man. This is a joke. And the Vikings are three and four, and they lost to an undermanned Cowboys team. And you don't respect the bird? Come on, man. We going to the playoffs. You can, you cannot be serious. Even if the Cowboys don't choke, still gonna make the playoffs because you gotta be kidding me with this wild card situation. I know it looks like I'm getting hyped because you know the the Lions are trash, but. The Eagles did what they were supposed to do. They could have easily lost. They could have easily got that work. I mean, the Lions should have beat the Ravens. They should have beat the Vikings. And, you you know, they played the Packers tough until the second half. And I don't know what they were doing in the second half. So the Lions were no pushover. But the Eagles just straight up dominated them. It was a mismatch because the main thing is the Eagles dominated up front. They ran the ball 46 times, which is unreal for Eagles offense. At least this Eagles offense. We've been begging them to run the ball. And they just pounded the Lions up front on offense. Jalen Hurts barely had to do anything. He still led the team in rushing, which is miraculous, uh, considering how the game went. And you know what's funny? You know, the Eagles rushed for over 200 yards and got it right here. See, they rushed for 236 yards as a team on 46 carries. No one had more than 100 yards. It was a running back by committee type of approach. Boston Scott had 12 carries. Um, I forgot we had him, but Jordan Howard had 12 carries. He had two touchdowns, too. Gainwell had 13 carries. He was a big fantasy bust. Like, some people were were projecting him to have 19 points are you kidding do you watch the eagles no 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 no. i know he's a part of our offense he has a decent role in the offense but come on he wasn't gonna do all that bro i like the running back by committee thing while miles sanders is out but come on guys come on i mean in the air uh goddard had seven catches seven targets six catches 72 yards I mean, no one else had more than three catches. So, you know, it was a different type of game. But I think we should do that more often. I mean, but but should we? I mean, the Chiefs game was the complete opposite, where we gave up a ton of points, but we scored a ton of points because we passed for, like, almost 400 yards, and we barely ran the ball. So we did the opposite against the Lions, and still put up a bunch of points and didn't give up anything. Now, the Lions, you know they're terrible. 
when, you know, they beat the Eagles on penalties 8-2. to two. And I was watching the game. I was watching the game, and it's like, you, you know bad football teams. Bad football teams will shoot themselves in the foot. The Lions, every time they got something going, they had some dumb offensive penalty. This team, man, this team can't be serious, man. They just, I don't think they're going to go 0-16. I think this game was a wake-up call for them. They're going to beat somebody. But, man, that team trash. I didn't really believe them. I still thought the Eagles were going to win, but, oh, my God, the amount of people who thought that the Lions were going to beat the Eagles, even Eagles fans thought that the Lions were going to win. It was ridiculous. The Eagles destroyed them. It was a mismatch. And now everyone wants to say, oh, it's the Lions. You picked them to win. Half of you picked them to win. Stop. Stop the cap. It's all right, man. I love where this is going. Still not out of it. I told you he was never out of it. With this wild card slate, I don't think anyone is going to separate themselves in the seventh wild card chase because the Seahawks kind of fell back. Like they were probably the favorites for it. They fell back because they they fell back because they lost Russell Wilson and their defense isn't that good. Um, who else fell back? I mean, the Vikings are inconsistent. They they were another favorite for that seventh spot. They're very inconsistent. They're talented, but inconsistent. It's a head scratcher. I don't know how the heck they lose to the Cowboys. It's inexcusable. I don't know why they lost that game. No Dak Prescott, you're at home. You're supposed to win that game. You have got to be kidding me. You cannot be serious. But, you know, what? whatever, dog. Whatever. You know, before I get into the Sooners and, and maybe the Heisman race, let me talk more about the NFL. So the Rams traded for Von Miller. I had no clue. I had, it escaped my mind that Von Miller was on the trade block, but it makes sense. Um, it makes sense. He's always hurt. Cost a lot of money. His contract is probably up soon. Um, I can see that. And the Broncos are not very good, even though they're kind of in it too. They're barely in the wild card too. They're kind of like the Eagles in that regard. <laughs> I'll talk about Washington sitcom later. Well, actually soon. Actually soon. I'm going to talk about them very soon. But they beat the Washington sitcom. But still... You know, Chubb is out. Miller is out. They decided to trade Miller. I get it. You know, that that makes sense. Um, The Rams on paper, I mean, it looked like they're playing Madden Superstar KO. All they missing is some flamboyant or goofy looking uniforms. Oh, wait a minute. They got that already. But seriously, though. Seriously, though, the Rams are stacked, and then they got rid of Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson was access for them. Access, if I'm saying it right. Basically, they need him. He was like their fifth or sixth receiver. And Deshaun Jackson's talented. He had a 75-yard touchdown. He had a 75-yard touchdown with the Eagles last year. 
I haven't heard anything about Deshaun Jackson being picked up. He'll be picked up, I promise you, very soon. So they were going to trade him. They couldn't find a trade partner. I thought they were going to keep him. I guess not. But I think both parties just decided to part ways. They knew it wasn't working out. So they let him go. I mean, I think the Eagles thing has sailed. I don't think he's going to be with the Eagles. I mean, I would love it, but not with that new coaching staff. I don't I don't see it. Maybe he ends up back in Washington, or maybe he ends up, nah, I would say Tampa, but they're loaded. Uh, who else? Oh, man, who's a contender? Who's a contender? Um, shoot, man, maybe Baltimore? You're going to see him somewhere. He's way too talented to not be on somebody's team, especially a contender. Oh, the Packers. Oh, my God. Him and Aaron Rodgers. I don't even want to think about it. Him, Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams. Oh, my God. On Madden 16 or something, that would have been a crazy squad. Even on Madden 18 or 19, that's a crazy squad. Man, I hope he don't end up on the Packers because they would be dangerous, especially if they get Aaron Rodgers back, who is out because of COVID and he's not vaccinated. He said he was uh, immunized. No one, it went over everyone's head. No one questioned it or anything, but he said he was immunized. He wasn't vaccinated. We had to really pay attention to what he was saying. It went over all our heads. It kind of reminded me of the Bishop Sycamore thing. It just went over all our heads. It is what it is. All I know is Deshaun Jackson can't get with them. Melvin Ingram's on the Chiefs really need it because their defense is terrible. The Eagles just threw all over them. And we're not even a good passing team. The defense trash. But Melvin Ingram should help. I guess, I guess, I guess. Oh, man. Uh, what, what else do I bring up here? Okay. The Washington sitcom. Bruh. Trash. Your team trash. You can't, listen. I heard J.P. Finley talking about Baker Mayfield and how trash he is supposedly is. He supposedly is. No, if you're a Washington football fan, you cannot talk about quarterbacks at all. Most of the Washington football team quarterbacks throughout history were either average at best, inconsistent, one-hit wonders, or just trash. You cannot talk. Baker Mayfield, if he was a Washington football team member today, he would be top five all time. That is facts. So I don't want to hear it. I'll get to uh, Baker Mayfield soon. But y'all need to stop the cap. You can't talk about quarterbacks. Especially when every day you talk about replacing Taylor Heineke with Kyle Allen. Which, I mean, you could give it a shot. It's not really going to matter. It's not really going to matter that much. But whatever. You're just better off waiting for Ryan Fitzpatrick to get back. I mean, 
it doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. But that's your best bet. You might as well just ride it out with Taylor Heineke. But yeah, man, y'all are hilarious. The Washington football team is hilarious. They literally lost to the Giants. If your man catches the ball, that's game. If your man doesn't jump off sides, that's game. That's one. You should definitely lost that one. Against the Falcons, a miracle jump ball pass to Terry McLaurin, and you win that game. Unbelievable. You got lucky. You should be one and seven. You are very fortunate to be two and six. Well, I don't know why you're playing around with the Broncos, who, I'm going to keep it real with you, they couldn't block that D-line in the second half. I don't understand for the life of me how you lose that game. And they don't even have their top-tier pass rushers. They had backups, and they were all over Taylor Heineke. And they shut down Terry McLaurin. Man, come on, man. This team ain't gutter like that, man. I don't want to hear nothing else about Washington football team. But, of course, I'm going to hear about it because I'm in the D.C. market. I'm going to the game, their next game against the Buccaneers. They have a chance it, only if the Buccaneers play like they did against the Saints. If they play like they did against the Saints, Washington has a chance. If they play like they normally play, this game is over at halftime. So you just better come to play. Because if not, Tom Brady is going to wash you, y'all. He going to wash y'all. It's a wrap. So get ready or it's over. All right, so now it's time for the Sooner Schooner. Nine and oh. All the haters. All the haters going to see that we're 9-0. and And, you know, the Sooners, they beat Texas Tech. They blew them out. They blew out a team that was better than Kansas. And I don't know why they struggled with Kansas. I, we None of us understand why. Especially since Kansas just went ahead and just got blown out by Oklahoma State. Um, who are Who we're better than. So, I don't even, I don't get it. Weird. It's weird. Big 12 is weird. But uh, Oklahoma 9-0, they got back to business. They stopped playing around. Caleb Williams, man, look at this stat line. 23 for 30, 402 yards, six touchdowns. They really threw the ball down the field against Texas Tech. I mean, Texas Tech has never been known for defense. I mean, come on. Marvin Mims, four receptions, 135 yards, two touchdowns. Mm. We didn't even run the ball this game. We was playing. Oh, we had 20 attempts, though, so we tried. We just wasn't succeeding. But the fact that we can do it on the ground and in the air, y'all in trouble. Y'all are actually in trouble. Now, it was good. Now, okay, 14-7 at the end of one. And I, I was looking at that touchdown drive by Tech, and they was moving the ball pretty easily. And then that catch by uh, Ekazama or Azuzama, I think that's his name. That catch was sick. He mossed two people. That catch was sick. But after that, 14 points. Shut all that down. 
Texas Tech, four for 13 on third down. That's a drive killer. Those are drive killers. And those are uh, those disrupt rhythm, and I love it. Great third down defense. That was the key there. And um, we just threw the ball all over the yard. I just, I just love it. That's how the offense is supposed to look. Caleb Williams in the pocket is magic, and I just, I can't get enough of it. You know, I, I should have never really slept on that kid. I didn't think he was ready this year, and man, he is amazing and is somehow playing himself into the Heisman race, even though I'm going to be real with you. He's probably behind. It's probably hmm, some people say he's second. Some people say he's first. But, I mean, it's going to be hard to beat Bryce Young, Corral, Bijan, Kenneth Walker. Especially, I think Kenneth Walker is the front runner now. Like, what he did against Michigan – Man, we, man, he had 194 yards, five touchdowns against your biggest rival in a top 10 game. Oh, yeah, that puts you at the top of the list. So, uh, you know, it'd be hard to, to top that. Uh, I know what, what helps, what takes kind of Corral and Bijan out is their team lost multiple games. So maybe it's Bryce Young. Kenneth Walker and Caleb Williams. It's crazy how Caleb Williams just just put himself in a race like that. Oh, we can't forget Travion Henderson. He's he's in there too. So now we see what happens if Kenneth Walker keep playing like he playing. He'll easily win the Heisman. Now whether or not Michigan State does anything after that in the playoffs remains to be seen. I mean. They'll they'll probably they'll probably lose Ohio State and they might lose to Penn State, but we'll see. We'll see. But back to my Sooners, man. These folks are disrespectful. The college football playoff put the Sooners at seven. Damn! Psych, I lied. It was eight. Oh, that's even worse. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. I'm about to pull up the CFP right now because you have got to be kidding me. Um, unbelievable. Okay, Alabama at two, I kind of understand. Outside of that A&M game, they've been pretty good. They've been pretty impressive. Okay, I'll take them at two, I, I guess. After that, it kind of gets ridiculous. Like, we're putting way too much stock into the Michigan State win against Michigan. It was a big win. Running back rushed for all those yards. But, man, y'all need to stop the cap. Y'all need to stop the cap. Michigan State number three, I don't know. Y'all going to say they played a tougher schedule than us. I guess. The best team they play is what, Michigan? Okay, that's fine. What's up with that five-point game against Indiana? What's up with that? So good, though. So good. Y'all going to say it. Y'all going to talk about Kansas and West Virginia. Oh, yada, yada, yada. Man, those teams are better. Listen, okay, maybe not Kansas. But West Virginia, TCU, Texas, they're better than 
a lot of them teams Michigan State has played. Yeah, including Miami, who is overrated. But okay, okay, let Michigan State have it all along as I've seen them creep up on OU and even pass OU in the standings. I was just like, it don't matter because they got to play Ohio State, Penn State, and they got to play the Big uh, Ten Championship against probably a surging Wisconsin team. There's no way they come out of that undefeated. And as soon as they lose a game, we're going to jump them. Oklahoma's going to jump them. Oregon at number four? At seven and one? Oregon number four? I don't get this one. This is ridiculous. They lost to Stanford. Convincingly. They play in the Pac-12. Okay, they beat UCLA. That was a good win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio State, that was the best win of the top ten. Arguably. I mean, but come on, bro. Bro, still number four? Really? Lost... Oh, my God. They lost to Stanford, who lost to K-State, who OU destroyed. Oh, they didn't really destroy K-State. They let K-State hang around, but they beat them. Ohio State at number five. I think Ohio State's overrated and will get exposed. They talk about our schedule. But honestly, man, Akron, Merlin, Indiana, Toledo. I mean, no, Tulsa. What are we talking about? The two best teams you played is Oregon and Penn State. You beat Penn State at home. Whoop de doo. Don't you all you always beat Penn State at home? That's their best win, Penn State. Minnesota is their second best win, where in the first half they were trash. But okay, put them ahead of us. Cincinnati, they're eight and zero. They haven't played anybody. They they played a weaker schedule than us. And they struggle with Navy in Annapolis. I mean, come on. Michigan ahead of us. Oh, they barely lost to Michigan State. But them ahead of us? Really? I mean, uh, I mean, the thing that Michigan and us have in common, we struggle with Nebraska. I will admit, did struggle with Nebraska. But Nebraska's playing everyone tough. That's That's, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know if they're going to play Ohio State tough, but they play everybody tough. They're not a, they're not an easy team to beat. We're ahead of Wake Forest. I, I'll take it. <laughs> they haven't really played anybody. They got trap games against Clemson and North Carolina, who Wake Forest may have been maybe better than them this season, but Clemson and North Carolina are arguably more talented. So... If they decide to wake up, Wake Forest might have two quick losses just like that. I mean, I'm just looking at this. I mean, if we beat Oklahoma State and Baylor, which we should, and even Iowa State, is Iowa State? Iowa State's not even ranked. But we got Baylor and Oklahoma State two out of our next three games. We beat those guys? Oh, you can't deny. You cannot deny us being in the top four. Because Michigan State and Oregon being ahead of us, I don't know. Cincinnati being ahead of us, I, I've never agreed with that. Michigan, I don't know. So I'm like, all right, man, we doing this eye test thing. If that's what y'all see on tape, we're going to show y'all why we mad. Y'all done messed up. 
you didn't motivate my Sooners, and y'all in trouble now. So when we beat the 11th and 12th team on the pole, what can you say? And don't let us blow them out. Oh, then you got to put us at number two. Oh, an Alabama fan is going to be big mad. And I'm like, come on, bro. You lost to Texas A&M, who got two losses. And they don't even have a starting quarterback. So just cut it out. Anyway, man. And they, they, they got Auburn, too. Uh, we'll see if Alabama beats Auburn. Well, I don't even know if they can beat Auburn. Auburn's ranked. Alabama's record, I don't know what Alabama's record against Auburn, a ranked Auburn team is, but it's not good. So you better watch that. Just saying. Georgia's number one. They're clearly the best team. I understand that. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see if their defense ever gets challenged. We'll see if anyone can match the defensive performance of Clemson versus Georgia's offense. Uh, we'll see. All right, one last thing on the Sooner Schooner. And Baker Mayfield, man. So we're going through this drama with Odell. Here we go again. We've gone through this before. And it seemed like it's reached its peak now. Like Odell Beckham was excused from practice today. Probably because of the whole Baker Mayfield thing. And then they couldn't get Odell traded. So they excused him from practice. I mean, you got Odell Beckham seniors. Uh... You got Odell Beckham seniors sharing clips about OB, OBJ being open all the time. I mean, on half of those clips, the safety is right there. Or he wasn't the first read. We doing too much, man. Putting all this blame on on Baker. Of course, Emily clapped back and started liking tweets in favor of Baker. You know, Emily is Baker's uh, wife. And, of course, Sooner Nation, a lot of Sooner Nation is behind Baker. So, of course, you know, we, some of us never liked OBJ. So, that this is an easy one. I like OBJ, but I'm like, man, y'all sleep on Baker. He going to be fine. You never count out Baker Mayfield. He is like that. And he'll be fine. I don't know if they're going to release OBJ, if he's going to get suspended. Or they're going to have some kumbaya come to Jesus moment and Baker and OBJ talk things out once and for all and we finally you know get this thing on and popping. Man, I wish it was like Madden because, man, when I have Baker and OBJ, it's all day, man. You cannot stop me at all. It's all day. I love playing with receivers like OBJ on Madden. You can't stop me at all. But, man, y'all need to stop with the Baker Mayfield disrespect. Especially you Washington football fans. Please stop. I don't want to hear it. This disrespect got it. And, of course, Colin Cowherd. That's that's part of his uh, stick is to talk about Baker Mayfield in a negative light. He says not hating, but... I mean, if you get a lot of ratings talking about Baker Mayfield, you might as well just keep doing what works. So I can't really blame him. He's playing a game, and he's winning. So it's a shame. It's like when Baker was uh, interviewed Colin Coward. I mean, like I said, 
Um, Baker may have won the battle, but Colin won the war. And he's still winning the war between him and Baker because Baker's just getting him ratings and making him richer. So, and then the worse he plays, the more Colin gets away with criticizing Baker Mayfield. But y'all gonna quit being disrespectful. I mean, the season ain't over yet. Baker Mayfield still has a chance to show y'all why he liked that. Why he won the Heisman. Why he's getting the statue in Norman, Oklahoma. Y'all need to quit being disrespectful. And the people on Baker's side want him to be traded because they feel like the Browns coaching staff is trash and the players don't have his back. I completely understand. But I feel like they can make it work this season. They have the talent to do it. They're not out of it. At all. Look who's leading their division. The Bengals. The Bengals are leading their division. The Bengals just choked against the Jets. They are inconsistent. They they lost to the Bears. They lost to the Jets. I think they lost to the Vikings. No, they beat the Vikings barely. They lost to the Packers. They should have won against the Packers, but they, they, were, they choked. You want to see the Bengals season in a nutshell? Look at the Packers game. That's pretty much it. Anyway, y'all need to stop the cap about Baker Mayfield. He liked that. And one last thing. This Texas pole assassin thing is hilarious. Are you serious? The only reason, I was like, how is this relevant to Texas? Because this stripper named pole assassin, I guess she's from Texas. Because um, Texas special team coach met her at, while he was at Texas A&M. So, I'm not going to lie, bro. She bad. She bad. So he he looks wise, he did great. But he left his wife and kids to be with her. Man. I guess she really is that bad. But anyway, man, the reason why this is even a story, reason why this is even a story is cause um this this lady's emotional support monkey bit a kid. That's that's hilarious. It's just, it's it's a Washington sitcom type of thing. It's it's something you expect the Washington sitcom to come up with. Like, I was like, I thought it was them for a second, but it's not as Texas. I mean, they they're about as much of a joke as they are, but it's just an emotional support monkey that bites a kid. You can't make this stuff up. It just goes along with the joke that Texas has been lately. That's why Sooner fans and college football fans are having so much fun with it. And even Texas fans are even joining in on the fun. Like They, they like to laugh at themselves. I get it. Okay, so the Wizards... Oh, man. The Wizards... Off to a strong start. Five and two. So they lost to the Nets. That's fine. We can't stop KD. No big deal. Then they lost to the Hawks. But they beat the Hawks when the Hawks came here. But then when we went to Atlanta, you know, I should have known the Hawks were going to get revenge. But what I'm excited about is beating Boston twice. That's great. That never happens. That literally never happens. 
first of all, we haven't won in Boston for the first time in four years or something like that. Maybe longer than that. Won in Boston for the first time in a while. Then came back a few days later and won at home. Hard hard fought game. Thought Boston was going to get their revenge. Nope. Outlasted them. Got them. Got them out the way. Good win for the Wiz. Had a chance to do the same thing against the Hawks. Second game, Hawks dominated. So, yeah, it is what it is. It, it's tough to beat good teams twice. The The Hawks are looking better than the Celtics right now. They, I mean, they were better than them last year, especially the second half of the season. So, just status quo. I mean, Trey Young had 26. I was like, okay, I mean, I could take that. Losing to Atlanta in Atlanta with Trey Young getting 26 ain't bad. Uh, they play the Raptors, and Raptors have a chance to get revenge on us. Um, I just, I, I still really like this team. Very well balanced. Trez coming off the bench, double digits. Damn near getting the double digits. I mean, damn near getting a double double. Damn near getting a double double every game. It's crazy production. Spencer Dinwiddie is our second leading scorer. Bradley Bill has finally got his legs up under him, and he's back to his normal self. It's, I mean, I just love it. And we got people missing. So this team is it's, it's looking good, and they're playing better on defense. I mean, when I say every game at Capital One Arena so far has been fire, it has been fire. They And they've won all – Three of their games at Capital One Arena. All of them been for fire. Every single one of them. Two of them went to overtime, though. That kind of sucks, but that's exciting for the fans. I got to get out there. You know, if Metro can get their act together, I'd be happy to take it out there and go to the Washington Wizards game. Because it's, it's starting off pretty well, and those home games are looking pretty exciting. They got the Raptors at home. I expect another... Tight, close game, entertaining game at Capital One. Watch them not start going to Washington Wizards home games. Watch. Watch they start sucking, man. Now, I can't speak like that. I'm going to just trust the process and trust that this is a solid team that is built right and that actually plays defense. I have to trust that. I, I have to trust that. I mean, but it's looking good. I mean, and even... Even on my fantasy team, I got Dinwiddie and uh, Montrezl Harrell on my fantasy team. They doing great. They doing great. I'm undefeated, and it looks like I'm going 3-0 and because those guys be cooking, especially Montrez. And Montrez don't turn the ball over. That's awesome. That's like that. All right, now the caps. The caps. So the caps, you know, like I said, the beginning of the cycle, they come out strong. They they're at the part of the cycle where they come out strong. So they finally got their first regulation loss to the Lightning. I mean, that was their first overtime loss too. It's just tough. I mean, the Lightning are a better team, so it's it's no big deal. At least those games are competitive. I don't know how they lost in overtime to the Red Wings. They beat Florida, right? Yo, no, no, they beat Arizona. That was a good one. In the standings, that one loss 
put them in third in the division. Um, third behind Carolina, who was 8-0-0. What? And the Rangers, who we blasted on opening night, apparently they still somehow got one more point than we do. Also, um, the Capitals tomorrow big game against Florida, who fired their coach because their coach uh, didn't handle the sexual assault allegations of one of his players correctly. So he's gone, and Florida's still winning. They're 8-0-1. They're 8-0-1. So big game for the Caps at Florida. Hopefully they give them their first regulation loss. And, you know, we keep it pushing. I hate how Carolina is in the lead in the division already. I hope we catch them. I hope we play them soon. I hope we beat them. I can't stand them. I'm still mad about that playoff game a few years ago when I was there at at Capital One Arena Game 7. They beat us in overtime, and it was so heartbreaking. I was so mad. So I haven't liked them since, and already they're off to a great start. So hopefully we get we jump on them. Um, Ovechkin, as old as he is, he leads the league in goal scoring with nine. The next closest is seven. This guy is spectacular, and he's four goals away from fourth place all time in goal scoring. This man might be, he might retire as the greatest hockey player of all time. And he played in Washington, D.C. That's just so cool, man. I hope he catch Gretzky. But Gretzky is at 894. And Ovechkin's at like 730-something. Considering that Gretzky played 20 years, I, I don't see how Alex can't catch him. He can definitely catch him. I can definitely see Alex Ovechkin playing 20 years. He's at year 17 right now. I'm telling you, he on he on him. He up on him. I'm telling you. All right, who else? Oh, let me talk about DC United real quick. Man, I think it's over, bro. It's over. We got one more game left, and we're two points behind the Red Bull. So in order to even have a chance, because right now we're in seventh, whatever that last spot, I think it's eight, because it's seven to get in the playoffs. So we're in eighth. We're on the outside looking in. We're two points behind the Red Bull. And we're tied with Columbus, who just beat us at home. That was a crusher. We lose to Columbus at home. After we beat them in Columbus, that was our last road win, by the way. We only got two road wins. And one of them just happened to be in Columbus. But Columbus, they only had two road wins till they came to D.C. and got the third. And that was a backbreaker. Because, you know, we got the tiebreaker over Columbus. I don't know how, but we do. We're ahead of them in the standings. But we're two games, we're two points behind the Red Bull. If we win and maybe the Red Bull lose twice, maybe, just maybe, we're tied. But if the Red Bull has a tiebreaker, then we're out. I don't see an E beside DC's name. So maybe we're still in it. But our chances are slim. The loss against New England was a backbreak. How do you lose to New York City 6-0? I know it's on the road, but 6 nothing. you weren't even competitive. Big win against the Red Bull, our rival. 
But then you come back and you lose to the Blue Jackets. Not the Blue Jackets. Not the wrong team, wrong team, wrong sport. The crew. Then you lose to the crew at home. Who is in a similar spot as you are. Choke. Choke. Unbelievable. But hey, it doesn't look like we're going to make it. And just to be that close is heartbreaking. If they had won like maybe one or two more road games, we might have clinched already. But it doesn't look like it, man. It looks like they're done. And we just got to just hope and pray that next year will be better. That's all. That's all, man. It's a shame, man. I like watching that team. You know, they played great against Minnesota. And that first half against New England, I was hyped. But it's just kind of like that New England game. It just, just all fall down. Just all fell down. It's a shame, man. I wanted to see them in the playoffs. Uh, the World Series was trash because the Braves won. I didn't want to talk about it. But listen, this L of the episode, this should be a new segment. But this L of the episode goes to the Dodgers, the Brewers, and, and just the entire MLB playoffs late. You had one job. And that was to beat the Braves. Anybody but the Braves were allowed to win this World Series. And you couldn't do it. The Braves won the World Series, and I'm sick. I'm heated. Anybody but them. They are the rivals. I cannot stand them. Anybody but them. And Freddie Freeman's a great guy. But he's the villain. He's, the, he's arguably the best player on my biggest rival. Can't stand him. They're champs. And I'm pissed. It, they had a hell of a trade deadline. They got Rosario, Soler. Soler is the MVP. And those guys were huge. They got Jock Peterson. All those moves went under my nose. I had no clue. See, they were playing to win at the deadline. The Nationals were playing to lose. Because, check this though. End of, end of June, the Nationals were ahead of the break. And they were closing in on the Mets for the lead. And the Mets were going south. So we were definitely going to take the lead. We get swept by the Dodgers. Kyle Swarber gets hurt. Then we get swept by the Orioles. And then the management decides to blow it all up. We trade everybody, get a bunch of prospects. We tank. The Braves catch fire about late August. And then they run the table and win it all. This, this It's a nightmare. This is a nightmare of a finish to the baseball season and I'm annoyed you can't be serious but it's okay man cause joy comes in the morning praise God everything's gonna be okay at the end of the day it still sucks but you know I guess congrats to the Braves can't stand it I'm gonna be mad I'm salty but at the end of the day, hopefully the, the Nats get them next year and hopefully the Braves start their decline and I would love to see it. Anyway, man, uh, Henry Ruggs, what? Why would he, I just don't understand for the life of me, why would you be out, even out at 3.30 in the morning on a weekday playing top golf? Top golf is fine. But 3.30 in the morning, what did he do after Top Golf to get drunk and to hop in the car 
And why why would you drive 156 miles per hour and your girlfriend beside you was cool with it? I just don't understand, bro. Like, this, this is terrible. What kind of decision was this? You go 156 miles per hour. You try to stop. You can't really stop going that fast. You run into the back of a RAV4. The RAV4 catches on fire. And then the girl in the RAV4 dies and her dog fries. Now you, your girlfriend's in the hospital and now you're facing 20 to 25 years. What were you thinking? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Terrible decision. It's just another example that one bad decision can cost you everything. I, I learned that from Tiffany and Big Brother. You know, she kind of lost her bond with Kylan, especially getting that last HOH, and that cost her the game. So, I mean, just a big mistake. One that he's, he's going to really pay for. Someone lost their life. Someone lost their life. That's awful. 156 miles per hour? What? I didn't even know cars could go that fast. What? Oh, my God. You cannot be serious, bro. And drinking and driving, too? 161 twice over the, the um, legal limit? Man, oh, man. I don't think he's ever going to be in the NFL again. And he's going to be on the, the next version of the longest yard. Nope, nope, nope. No drums, no no organs, no nothing. Just just saying, just saying. <laughs> but damn, bro, you gotta be kidding me. Just just awful. Uh, prayers to the family and everyone involved, uh, especially the the ones that that you know lost a loved one here. Unbelievable, terrible decision. All right, Ben Simmons, Calvin Ridley, both going through mental health issues. Uh, ben Simmons refused mental health. Um, mental health counseling or whatever from the team makes sense because you can't trust them. And they might clear him to play before he's ready. I understand that. That makes sense. Calvin Ridley is out for mental health reasons. I hope he's okay. I hope everything is all right. I hope he clears his head and, you know, meditates and gets some, some closure on things. Because uh, he's a talented player. You know, if that means my fantasy team's going to take a hit, that's fine. I'd rather him just be okay. I'd rather him be okay. Mentally. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you're a man first. You know, before a football player. And you got to live day to day with yourself. You know what I'm saying? You know, forget what we think. I mean, you got to take time for you. So, you know, I wish him the best with that for sure. All right, one last thing before hypothetical game of the episode. Uh, latest fantasy football standings amongst my teams. So leading the pack is GOAT level OG, the most important team. 7-1, and one, even with Derrick Henry out for the season, still managed to win. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do from here because Derrick Henry is clearly my best player. Uh, hopefully uh, Gamewell can pick up the slack. I don't know. I mean, he was lost in our offense last week. Um, uh, maybe uh, maybe someone will emerge on the free agent market and I can pick them up and give me a boost. I mean, that's a lot of production I'm losing from Derrick Henry. And then my backup, Aaron Rodgers, he's out with COVID. So it's like, man, it ain't looking good. 
but I'm still seven and one. I'm an underdog, but we'll see what happens. I think I got a strong enough team to potentially win this week against um, Neville, who is also seven and one. So I got Goat Level Heroes three, which is six and two. That's in the AWOD Listeners League. I think that's the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs team. I'm not sure, but I'm glad they're six and two. Goat level two, Heroes two is five and three. Uh, squeaked out a win. I'll take that. I think I had Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, one of them. And, you know, I squeaked out a win. Thank God. Goat over Sheep, another crushing defeat. I lost because I didn't start Justin Fields over Baker Mayfield which I kept going back and forth with because it's a two QB league. So I was going back and forth with starting Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield. Once I saw Baker Mayfield was cleared, I leaned towards him. And he was projected to have more points, except he had nine, Justin Fields at 27, and I lost by six. So now I'm five and three. I go from the top of the league to second. Thank God everyone's beating up on each other in this league. So I think I'm still cool to make the playoffs. But, you know, Calvin Ridley being out, McLaurin being shut down, um, Tyler Lockett being inconsistent with no Russell Wilson, that stuff takes a toll. So hopefully, you know, I can still do something and make the playoffs at least. Because if I can make the playoffs and have everyone healthy, it's over. It's a wrap. Uh, Let's see. Simply great is five and three. Yeah, they just just lost. Yeah, they lost. Close loss. I forgot why. Washington sitcom, my NFL.com team with all the inactives. I don't know how this team is four and three. They won because, I mean, because Tyreek Hill went off, basically. Because I was only up one going into the Monday night football game against another person that has at least two inactives like you can't make this stuff up i'm four and three in a league with inactives but but that's also good because somehow i'm in first place (laughs) despite all that that league is annoying i should be undefeated no one showed up to the draft no one's paying attention to their team i mean i should be killing these guys uh easy money Finally won a game. Wow. My worst team finally won a game with no Saquon. Saquon's coming back. I got him in the lineup. Let's see what happens. Uh, We mostly won because DK Metcalf, McKissick, and Beasley each had 20 points. I started Beasley over Devontae Smith, and it was genius. It was genius. I started McKissick over William. Williams got hurt at the last minute. Thank God, kind of, because I was about to start Williams over McKissick because I thought the Eagles' run defense is so bad that Williams is going to get all them yards. Nah, he didn't do nothing, and he, and he was hurt. He was hurt. That's why he didn't do nothing. But McKissick played. He had 19 points. Helped me tremendously. So they finally got a win. Thank God. So, still not going to make the playoffs. I mean, one and seven. Come on. Anyway, man, you know what it's time for. Ha, ha, ha. The hypothetical game 
theme of the episode. This is the last part of the hypothetical game of the episode tournament, tournament, first round. So this time, to finish off the first round, we got the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Houston Dash from the Women's Soccer League. So this game is a capture the flag game, old school capture the flag. Played at Audi Field. Of course, the center line is, you know, center line divides the two teams. You got a flag on each side. Tampa Bay's flag on their side and Houston's flag on their side. So the goal is to cross into your opponent's side of the field, grab their flag, and return it to your side for the win. So if you get, but in the midst of that, if you get tagged, you get put in jail for three minutes. And jail will be the benches on your side of the field. Like, you know where the soccer players sit when they're on the bench. That pretty much will be the jail. So there you go. The winner will go against, um, the winner will go against the Columbus crew who beat Sooner Softball in Dodgeball. So, here we go. So, here we go. Uh, For Tampa Bay, all right, let me uh, see. Let me give you the lineups real quick. For Tampa Bay, you got Alex Killorn, Braden Point, Anthony Sorelli, Andre Palat, Steven Stamkos, the the man, um, Alex Barre-Boulette, Victor Hedman, Millard Sergev and Andre Vasilevsky. So I used nine. I mean, I I could have used all three of their lines, but whatever, whatever. So Houston, I used nine out of their eleven. Yeah, Jane Campbell, Jasmine Spencer, Rachel Daly, Nichelle Prince, Christine Mewis, Muse. I think that's how I say it. Sophie Smith. Shea Groom, Haley Hansen, Abby Dalkemper. So here we go. Yeah, Abby Dalkemper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we go. The Lightning make a quick rush into the Houston Dash side. Stamkos grabs the flag with Killhorn and point in front of him. Haley Hansen comes out of nowhere to tag Stamkos and put Stamkos in jail. Uh, she puts the flag back on their side. So then, yeah, she hands it to Jane, who puts the flag back at their base. Jane then gets tagged. Andre narrowly escapes a tag. Abby sneaks around the side to grab the uh, Tampa Bay flag with Shay. Shay blocks Alex Bari, but gets chased, then surrounded by four lightning. Stamkos returns, playfully grabs Abby, and Shea gets tagged. The flag gets taken back to their base. Sophie and Rachel get tagged. Victor and Andre get tagged. A group of five Houston Dash grab the flag, make a sprint towards their side of the field, and 
the Lightning run after them. All that are in play, they run after them. Millard runs to defend the base on the dash side. And now it's five versus six. So it's five of the dash versus six of the Lightning. Two on each team gets tagged. Millard, Millard and Victor boxes Nichelle in before she could plant the flag in their base. They were this close to winning, but the Lightning stopped them. And Victor tags her. Millard grabs the flag. Millard has the team flags run all the way back to their side. The Victor, but Victor has the Dash's flag. Victor has the Dash's flag, and he also tries to run towards their side. So Stamkos and both Alex's run with Victor as he tries to go back to their side to plant the flag and win the game. They they run in and they blocking the women out the way to get in the Dash territory. Braden and Andre couldn't escape Christy and Sophie in an action on the other side of the field. But Christine grabs Tampa Bay's flag and runs towards their side. So pretty much, you know, these two teams are running towards each other's base, trying to win the game. I mean, running towards back to their bases, trying to win the game. But see, but it looks like Tampa Bay Lightning are closer, much closer and it looks like Victor is getting close. And he has his has his fellas in front. Uh, Abby gets blocked and pushed out the way. Not stopping Victor from planting the dash flag on the lightning side. And just like that, the game is over. So the Tampa Bay Lightning win. All three uh, women's teams. I swear to God, I didn't do that on purpose. All three women's teams are out. Houston Dash, Sooner Softball, Las Vegas Aces. They put up valiant efforts, but they're all out. So Tampa Bay Lightning advances. They advance to face Columbus Crew in a game of basketball, which will be two episodes from now. So the semifinals is set. So the next game will be um, the Los Angeles Dodgers versus versus the Milwaukee Bucks in superstar KL style football, flag football. And the other side of the bracket will be Columbus Crew versus Tampa Bay Lightning in a game of basketball. So we'll see how this all plays out. So, hey, that's the hypothetical game of the episode and the end of the episode. So you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.